Starting, um, we're starting Chadav Chav Tess, but I'm just going to review if we came from the Mishnah. So remember, the Mishnah discussed a machlekes between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Akiva. And we wanted to know about a beged that was kipla, that was folded, v'loi was not singed. Rabbi Lazar said two things, Tamea ve'ein madlikimba, that is tame, and you can't light, um, use it to light your ner Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva said, Tahira umadlikimba. And what we basically, there's basically three concepts in the Mishnah that we, we're trying to figure out, you know, to try to understand what the Machlechus is. So the, the three things would be, we're talking about some sort of Beged, that it was kipla, kipla, right, it was folded and singed. And then, so the Beged, and, and the fact that we, we discussed two halachas, Tumeya and Eim Madlikimba, and Tehira Madlikimba. So in order to put those all together, we had the first answer of the Gemara that we discussed yesterday, was we, we tried to basically say it was four components, right? We said it was ula, that you have to be metopol in it, um, more, it has to, you, have to be, you have to be involved in lighting the psila until it lights more than raif. And, um, and we said it was Rabbi Yehuda, and we're talking about a beged that's exactly gimel, gimel, mitzun, semes, and it was Erev Shabbos, Shechalias, Beyontif. So you now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have a Nolad issue, which we're going to get into today. And the, when we put those four halachas together, we were able to understand in Rabbi Lazar why it's Tameahim, Be'ein Madlikin Ba, why that's one concept, right? Because if you line those four things up, so then Tameahi, because it was a beged, Eim Madlikin, because it was Nolad, Anyantif, and you have to deal with it, and you have to touch the candle. So today we're going to discuss two additional answers. Okay, and um, today we're going to discuss two additional answers, Rabbah and Rav Nuna. First, we're going to discuss Rabbah. Then we're going, to, we're going to delve into the sugya of Neulad a little bit, like we discussed, we brought down yesterday for Rav Yehuda, and then Rabbah and Nuna. Now, I'm just really trying to give an intro in the difference between the answer we've already had, which was saying, let's come up with this complex case that will answer both things at one time meaning both the fact that it's Tameh versus Tahar and Malikin versus Ein Malikin. Rava is going to say, you know what? They're two independent things. Okay, so now we'll start here at third line from the top. Rava Amar. Rava says they're two independent things. Hainu Taimad Rabbi Lazar. Okay, meaning in regards to Tumah, like the Gemara wanted to say yesterday, what we started saying originally, that Le'inyin Tumah, that's a question of does Kippel, when I fold the Beged, to make it into a psila, to make it into a wick, is kippel mile or not mile? Does it help? Meaning, does it help to be mavatal the shame kli from it or not? And that is one machlekes independent of the other machlekes. So it's psila sabekchikipla. That's in regards to tuma, right? Rabbi Eliezer is going to hold that since it is a beggar that's gimel a gimel. Okay, when when I fold it, it has no bearing. It doesn't matter. It was tummy before, and it's tummy afterwards. Okay, and that's kippel has to do with the beged portion of it. Rabbi Lezer holds, therefore, it's tummy because folding doesn't do anything. Rabbi Kiva holds that it's tar because once I folded it, I was mavatol the shame kli. Rabbi, Lezer, uh, Rabbi Kiva holds that no, kippel is moil. Once I fold the beged, I now was mavatol it from a kli, and therefore it's tahira. And that's a separate din than hivava. Hivava means singed. Rava Amar, high new time with Rabbi Eliezer, that there's a machlekis about whether you can light with it or not, based on singed. That you cannot light with a wick that was not charred. If it wasn't charred, then it's not going to be able to light nicely. 
And that's why you can't use it for Ner Shabbos. It has nothing to do with its status of Tumah as a Begin. Okay, V'loi bismartutin she'enim uchurachin, and not with rags that are not charred. Okay, so I, if so, if you remember, we ended yesterday saying, Rav Yosef said, ah, that's what I heard from my Rebbe, a din with Gimel al-Gimel mitzimtzemes, so Elohadotani Rav Yosef, Gimel al-Gimel mitzimtzemes, l'may helchosa, so what was the relevance of that halacha? So he's saying, l'inyin tumah, it was a separate din in regards to tumah, nothing to do with either of these cases, but Rav Yosef, where we brought it in, now we're just, we brought it in because it, it wrapped up nicely, so in the first answer, it, everything wrapped up nicely with Yosef and the fact that there were two machleksim in the Mishnah, it all wrapped up nicely, but we ended up with a very complex case that was very, very specific with those four conditions. So now we're saying that, okay, we have to understand what Rav Yosef was saying. So, what is the case that is three by three exact? That is a begad that's tamil, my helchasa. So we say, that's in regards to tama, ditnan. That's a separate price that we learned Gimel al Gimel Sha'amru. So, like we discussed already for pretty much the last week, a beged that's three by three adds boys, that's chazi, right? It's used by anim. And therefore, that's why it is considered chashiv and it is considered a beged because it's used as a patch. Gimel al Gimel Sha'amru, when they said a beged three by three is going to be tame, that's chutz min hamalal. That means three by three, with the exception of the seam, Diver of Shimon. And Chachamim hold that no, if it's, even if it's exactly three by three, including the hem, it still will be Makabal Tumah. So what Yosef was talking about was he had uh, heard halacha that Gimel Gimel Mitzimtzemes means that even if it's exactly three by three, even though the hem is part of it, which was a machlekes tanoim, whether we're going to include the hem or exclude the hem in the, in the calculation of three by three, the hem of the patch. So he was talking about that halacha that he held, gimal gimal mitzimtzemes, is going to be, uh, if it's exactly three by three, even though there, it's, that, in, that includes the hem, like the chachamim. Omar, now we're going to talk about the sugya, of, we're going to go into a little bit of the sugya of Neulein. Omar Rabbi Yehuda Marav, Rabbi Yehuda Marav says, Masikim bekelin, you can light, we brought this, we brought this yesterday, that you can light a kli, right? Let's say you have a wooden chair. You can light it on Yantif and use it for uh, firewood. But, you may not use, if the chair broke on Yantif, you cannot use the pieces of the chair. You can't light with it. Because it's muksa de Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda holds of muksa of noilad. It's an issue of noilad. Rabbi Yehuda holds of noilad on Yantif. Rabbi Shimon Matir, Rabbi Shimon holds his mother. Masikin bitmarim. Here's another case that you can light with dates. Achlan, however, if you eat them, ein masikin begarinehem. You cannot light and touch the seeds, Devi Rabbi Yehuda, because again, it's noilad. Before Yantif, it was a fruit. And now, the, the seed wasn't uh, visible. And we'll discuss this exactly in a moment. And Rabbi Shimon Matar, Rabbi Shimon holds, it is motor. Rabbi Yehuda holds that the seed itself is also Mishim Noilad. Masikin begoizim. You can light with uh, walnuts, achlam, <clears throat> but if you eat the nut, so you crack the nut open, you eat the nut inside, you can't light the shell, again, it's a noilat issue, Rabbi Shimon Matir, Vitzricha. And now the Gemara is going to explain why I need three cases. Why do I need the case of Kalim and Shiver Kalim, of Tamarim and its seed, and a Goizim on its shell? If we would just have the first halacha, 
That's your Rabbi Yehuda held Nilad was an issue. Why? Because before Yantif, you had a chair, you had a Kli. The Hashta Shever Kli. And now on Yantif, it changed. It's no longer a chair. Now it's a bunch of uh, broken pieces of wood. The Havalei Nilad Vaaser. Avol Tamarim, but maybe I would say that dates. That originally, when I had a date before Yantif, the pit or the seed was there. Nothing new happened now. It was there. It was a fully uh, functioning seed before. It was just covered with fruit. Maybe we'll say the Rabbi Yehuda will agree that that's not a Noilat issue. Kamash Malan, that no, Rabbi Yehuda will still argue by the seed, even though all you did was eat the fruit around the seed. Nothing changed in the seed itself. It's still going to be a Noilat problem. Maybe the only reason Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold it's a problem of Noilat and Yantif is because there was cover. The Hashta Miglin, and now on Yontif, you uncovered it, meaning you ate the fruit, you uncovered the seed. But the walnuts, to make Kara Miglu, that they were always exposed, right? The shell was always exposed. The Hashta Miglu, when you cracked open the shell, all you did was to get the nut. Nothing new happened to the, the shell. Maybe I'll say that there's no no light issue. Satricha. Okay, and that's why we need all three of these cases. They all teach us a little bit of a different twist when it comes to Neilad. The Hadarav, however, that which Rav was saying, right, we said this started with Amar Yudah Amar Rav, the fact that Rav held that the uh, pits were going to be Neilad, okay, the seeds were going to be Neilad. The Hadarav, Lab Perish Itmar, he didn't say that straight out. We learn it from a story involving Rav. The Rav, Tamri. Rav was eating dates. Vishadak Sheikh Shisa, he threw the seeds or the pits, Lebuchya, into an oven. Amalei Rabchia, Rabchia was with him, he said, Barpachti, um, right, Ben Gedalim, that's a lushan of respect for Rav. Rabchia called him Barpachti, that if you were to take these seeds, you could not throw them into a fire, you can't touch them after you eat them, right, because it's a Neulad issue, okay, that's what Rabchia said. Now, Kibbalmine, we want to know, did Rav accept this din? I like Kibbalmine. Did Rav accept this din or not accept this din? Tashma, Dichiyasa Rav Levavel, when Rav came to Babel, Achal Tamri, he ate a date, Vishadak Shiyasa Lechiyusa. And at, it was on Yantif, he ate the, the date and he threw the pit to an animal. My love, the Gemara wants to know, aren't we talking about Bifar Siyasa? We're talking about a fully developed fruit, right? A fat, plump fruit, which means that what? That when you eat the fruit, the seed is clean. There's no fruit left on the seed. Since it was fully developed, the fruit grows around the seed. That's where it grows from. And when, when it is fully developed as a fruit, so then the, the, the meat of the fruit or the flesh of the fruit will no longer be attached to the seed. And therefore, you, what you had here was a full, uh, you know, you just had a seed that had no fruit on it. And yet we see that Rav threw it into he threw it to an animal, and since um, and since he threw it, so Valay Kibla must be that he he Kibla, so it must be that he did accept this din. I'm sorry, it must be that he did not right Valay Kibla right. He did not accept this din because we see he was willing to touch the pit. 
So Elamai, even though we, right, even though on the story, Rav Chia told him it's also to do on Yantif, it seems like Rav took, when he ate the fruit, he took the pit and he threw it to an animal, which means he held, he held that it was not a problem of Nailat at all. So the Gemara says, Lai. No, we're talking about Ba'ar Miyasa. We're talking about a fruit that wasn't fully developed. Hoyo v'chazi agavi mayhu. Since, since the, so it wasn't fully developed, which means that part of the flesh of the fruit remained on the pit, and therefore, maybe that's why Rav, maybe really Rav holds that Nolet is a problem for the seeds, for the pits, but this story, we're talking about a fruit that was not fully developed, it had some of the flesh of the fruit on the seed, and that's why, since there was fruit on the seed, he was allowed to touch the seed Agav, the fruit that was on there. And really, maybe um, he did hold of this did, and he did hold that there's a problem of Neulat. He was Makabal from Bechia. And here again, he was only touching the seed and he threw it to the animal because it was fruit. And by the way, I didn't see this anywhere, but it would make sense because if it was just a seed, why would he throw it to the animal? Must be, right? When do you give it to the animal? You give the, the dog, you know, you give the dog the, you know, to lick off the, the meat on the bone, right? You give him, uh, well, maybe a bone knot. I don't have a dog, I don't know. But in other words, it would seem, to me, it would seem to make sense that you would throw a seed that had a little bit of fruit on it, and then the animal would lick off the fruit that's on it. So, okay. Amar le Rav Shmuel bar Rav Chana Rav Yosef. Rav Shmuel bar Rav Chana said to Rav Yosef, L'Rav Yehuda, according to Rav Yehuda, the Amar Masikim B'Kalim, Rav Yehuda holds that you can light Kalim, Ve'en Masikim B'Shivrei Kalim, but you cannot use... Shivrei Kalim, broken Kalim, meaning if your chair broke on Yantif, you can't take the pieces of wood and touch them. They're usher, they're muktzah mishem noilad. We have a problem here. Kivan the adlik le porte, since you light a little bit, right? Once you take the chair, right? He's, Rob, we're saying, Rabbi, who the holds you can light a full chair, but if it broke into pieces, then it's a noilad issue. But now we have a problem here. I don't understand. If you take the chair and you light it a little bit, well, what happens? It now becomes a shever kli. Part of the chair is burned and it's no longer has the status of a kli. And when you turn the, you know, you turn the kli, right? You move it into the, right? You light it on fire and then you move it around. You put it into the, into the fire. Right? Now you have a problem that you're touching something that is vital. You have a noilat issue. Because what you, what you lit as a kli on yantif, which was mutter, now turns into a shever kli. So what, what do you, so how, how do you get around that? So Gemara says, the other kid masna. Because what you could do, you have an eitzel like Ramasna, Ramasna, Amarav, eitzim shenoshrum and adekel. That let's say you had branches that fell off of a tree, litanor, right directly into an oven on yantif. So again, this is nailat. Marba eitzim muchnim umasikin. That what you can do is you could bring other um, pieces of wood that you had, you know, other firewood that you had cut from before yantif, which weren't nailat. And you can mix it together with this wood. And then you could be mavatal. Rashi says mavatal and beroiv. You could be mavatal and beroiv. And that's how you're able to manage this fire. Okay? And now we're done with uh, discussing Rabbi Yehuda. Now we're going to go to a third answer in the Gemara. So again, we originally had the answer yesterday. We were trying to understand the machlekes in our mission between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Kiba. We had yesterday's answer, which was these four, putting the four things together. That's why we brought in Rabbi Yehuda. We have Rava's answer that says, there's one Indian in regards to Tumah, and one Indian in regards to Hivava. 
that Kipla was relevant to Tumah, right? So there's three things. There's Beged, Kipla, Hivhava. That the way Rava explained the Machlekes, that the Kipla had to do with the Beged, right? When you fold it, when you fold a Beged to make it into a wick, will it ruin the status of Beged, yes or no? That was the Machlekes. Rabbi Lezer said, no, it's still Tameh. And Rabbi Kiva held Tahira. And then Hivhava was a different din. Rabbi Amnuna, he's going to cut it differently. Okay, he's going to say that there's two machleksim. And basically, there's a machleikis in regards to, just like Rabbi said, but he's going to cut Kipla differently. There's a machleikis in regards to Tumas HaBeged. That's one. And then there's a separate machleikis in regards to, if, let's say I take a Beged, and the Gemara doesn't speak this out, but Rashi speaks this out. So instead of, like I said, it's, it's Beged, Shekipla, Vehebava. There's three dinim. Rabbi said Kipla has to do with Tumea, right, the Beged portion, and Hivava was an independent din, that Rava was Machlekes Rabbi Lazar or Rabbi Kiva, do I need Hivava, do I need to singe a wick to make it easy to light before I light it for Shabbos, yes or no? And <clears throat> Rav Amnuna is going to cut Kiplo the other way, meaning he's going to say there's a din in regards to Thomas Beged, which we'll discuss here for a, a bunch of lines, and then the Gemara does not discuss this, but like I said, Rashi speaks it out, is Kipple. Then there's a separate machlekes. So let's talk about that machlekes first. That if, if I uh, take something that is a baguette and I fold it, right, to make a wick, is that enough to turn it into a wick by kipple, by the fact that I twisted it and I made it into a wick, does it need hivava, yes or no? Rabbi Lezer holds, yes, it needs hivava. Okay, and Rabbi Kiva holds, no, it does not need hivava. That as long as you were kipla, it, it's good enough. As long as you folded it into, make it into a wick, that's good enough. And that's one machlekes. And then the machlekes in regards to Tumei and Tehira, that's what we're going to discuss now. Rabbi Mnumna Amar, Rabbi Mnumna says, Hacha, what are we talking about? We're talking about a beged that is less than, means tefachim. That is less than three by three tefachim. So it's more than gimel al gimel at spais. Remember, we had these two sizes. We discussed that Gimel Gimel at Spice is the minimum shear for an Ani, that's a patch. And that is the minimum shear for something to be considered a baguette. And then the Shleisha al Shleisha, that according to everybody, is going to be, no matter what the use is for, since it's three by three Tefachim, okay, which um, then it will be a baguette according to everybody. It's Chazi even for Ashirim. So Ramnuna says, we're talking about a beged, the Machlekes between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Kiva is talking about a beged that is less than three by three tefachim. Get we'll make... Sorry. Uh, Zevi, I'm giving a shear. Yes. Come on, Zevi. I would like you to be quiet. That's all. Thank you. Okay. I don't know. Every month of Shabbos, I make this mistake. I got to just go downstairs. I know. <laughs> Time for a patch. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about Shabbos. I'm sitting at my dining room table all Shabbos, so I just continue giving this year here. I don't know what to say. Anyway, um, so we're talking about three by three. It's less than three by three tzvachim. Umi kule matlonius shanukan. And here we're talking about a new concept of being makel by matlonius of rags. The Azda Rebbe Yezer Tamei, Rebbe Kiva Tamei. And Rebbe Yezer is going according to his reasoning, and Rebbe Kiva is going according to his reasoning. Ditznan, what are we talking, what does this all have to do here? Sounds pretty foreign. 
Ditanan. Pachas mi shloisha al shloisha. That if you have a baguette, like we, we already explained, three by three at spice is the minimum share for a baguette for aniyim. Three by three tzvachim is the minimum share for everybody. Now what happens if you have something that's pachas mi shloisha al shloisha? Shehiskinu that was established, meaning you decided you were going to use this baguette to plug the holes of the merchat. So it wasn't being used, you know, as a beggar that you're actually going to wear, but it had some sort of use. You, right, if you have holes in the merchats, so you want to make sure that your, your tub is not going to leak water, so you would use these rags to plug the holes, or you were going to use them, uh, you know, as pot holders, right? So rags that you, you know, the shmata that you would use when you have to take a hot pot off the oven. So they're not particularly useful as clothing, but they have some sort of use. And they were used to also clean the mill. Whether they were prepared or not prepared. We have to understand what that means, and we're going to define what muchan and enoi muchan means. Tame. They are going to be tame, meaning these things, even though they're not regular clothing, but it has enough of a status of a beged that it's going to be tame even though it's less, by, less than three by three tevachim. David Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua says, Either way, it's going to be tar. Again, we have to define what muchan and not mena muchan is, and we're going to see that on the base. Rebbe Akiva, Omer, min ha-muchan, tamay. If it's min ha-muchan, it's going to be tamay. We have to define it. Vishaloi min ha-muchan, tahar. But we basically see a three-way machlekes here. That Rabbi Lazar is going to hold these rags are tame. Rabbi Yeshua is going to hold these rags are tahar. And Rabbi Akiva is going to say there's some sort of split. That in some cases they're tame and some cases they're tahar. But Amar Ula, to explain this machlaikis, which requires explanation, everyone's going to agree that in regards to these sort of rags, so again, we're talking about rags that are somewhat in between. They're more than three by three at spice. They're less than three by three tfachim, so we certainly can't universally say that it's going to be a baguette. However, they are, they still have a, a practical use, right? We said to, to, to plug the holes of the merchats, or to use to take the kalim off the stove, or to clean the mill, so they have a use. So the question is, are we going to consider them begadim, and if they're begadim, they're going to be tame, or not? So, Rabbi Yechanan says like this, Hakol maidim, that there's basically four status, there's four ways to care for these begadim. And based on how you care for them will determine what their status is. Meaning, if when you're done with these rags, you throw them in the garbage, so if, if when I'm done, I use it as a plug, that means it wasn't really, its status as a begad wasn't really chashev to me. It was just garbage that I used to plug the holes. If I throw it in the garbage, it means that as far as I'm concerned, these rags are garbage, they're not really chashiv, and therefore everyone's going to agree that they are tahar, that it's not going to be a bega that's makabal tomar. On the flip so side... Why, why would that only be... And if it was more than three by three, then we don't care what you were going to do. If it's more than three by three tahar, it's universally chashiv. And again, like, like you'll hear me say this a thousand times, they lived in a very utilitarian society. If it was useful, they didn't throw it out. So what was somebody who did throw it out? I don't know. We're not going to... Those were the exceptions to the rule. Okay. But the point is, if it's three by three tfachim, either they wouldn't throw it out. What if they did? They wouldn't. Right? That's the answer. Um, 
And it doesn't really matter because we're going to go based on what the standard use is. So the standard use of a 3 by 3 tefach beged is a kli. You can't get around that. So here, where you're in between, you're in some sort of gray area, what we're going to say is its status as a kli is going to depend on how you treat it. So if you throw it in the garbage, so you're showing you don't really consider it a kli, and therefore it's going to be tar, it's not going to uh, be chashav enough to be kabotumah. If on the flip side, when you're done with this beged, what do you do? You fold it up nicely and you put it into a box. If you put it back in the linen closet, then obviously you're considering it a beged. So the divriyat kol tamei, everyone's going to hold this mekamal tuma. So the nechlaku, this three mamachlekes is ella shetaloi b'megayid oishay nicha lacharei adelas that you hung it on a peg or on a hook, or you put it behind the door. So these are two in between uses, meaning you're not safeguarding it, you're not putting it away in the linen closet, and you're not throwing it out in the garbage. You're kind of chucking it behind the door, chucking it on a hook. So we're kind of in between. Is it chashiv? Somewhat, it's more chashev, it's chashev enough that you're not going to throw it out, but not chashev enough that you're actually going to put it nicely in the closet. So now we can understand this machagis. Rebbe Leezer, Sava Rebbe Leezer holds, Midoloi Ashba, Daiti Alui. Since you didn't throw it out into the garbage. So we, again, we have four levels, right? Number one, you put it in a box. Number two and three, that you put it on a peg and put it, or put it behind the door. And number four, you threw it in the garbage. So Rebbe Leezer holds, anything better than the bottom level, since you didn't throw it out, it means you have das, meaning it's chashiv to you as a kli. Okay, and therefore it's going to be tame. Now, how are we going to understand bein menamuchan ubein she'enem menamuchan? Right, we get those words. Bein menamuchan means whether you put it away for safeguarding, meaning I put it into a box. Ubein she'enem menamuchan means whether I didn't put it away in a box, but I either did one of these two things. I hung it on a peg or put it behind the door. What does it mean that I didn't put it away for, for safekeeping? It doesn't mean that I threw it into the garbage. means that I did something less than put it into a box. And therefore, he's going to hold that it's Tameh since you didn't throw it in the garbage. Rabbi Yeshua Savar, on the flip in the extreme, since you didn't put it away for safekeeping, betule betula. Betule betule. It is bottle as a shame kli. It's not chashav enough to be a kli. Aye, he says, According to him, minamuchan can't be I put it in a box because we said that everybody agrees if you put this rag into a box, it's going to be tame. So my karele minamuchan. Why is it called muchan? Dilagabi ashba. Because in regards to the ashba, muchan hu. Right? In regards to the ashba, it's all relative. This concept of muchan or enoi muchan is a sliding scale. It's relative. If you're going to compare it to the case of putting it into the box, then you have, right, you have three cases of enoi muchan. And if you compare it to um, throwing it in the garbage, then you have three cases of minoi muchan because they're all better. They're better. So the two middle cases can go either way depending on what you compare it to. So if you compare the hanging it on a peg and throwing it behind the door to putting it in a box, right, then we'll say that those two middle ones are considered enim and that's what Rabbi Yezer is saying. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, I'm comparing it to the, to the level of throwing it in the garbage. And therefore, bein menamuchan, whether I throw it in the garbage, bein she'enim menamuchan, I'm sorry, bein she'enamuchan, bein she'enim menamuchan, if it's not menamuchan, or bein, or bein menamuchan, so whether I throw it in the garbage or whether I hang it on a peg or I throw it behind the door, either way, it's not putting it in a box, and therefore I'm going to hold tahar. 
For Rabbi Akiva, and that's what the third sheet of here, what does Rabbi Akiva hold? He said, right, it depends, Rabbi Akiva says like this, he says, if it's Minamuchan, it's going to be Tameh. That's what he said. Rabbi Kiva splits it. And he says that you can't view the peg and throwing it behind the door. Toloi b'magoid and Enichal Charedelis are not exactly on the same level. But Toloi b'magod Savar Karebeliezer. When we talk about hanging on a peg, he's going to hold. That's enough since you bothered to hang it up on a peg. That is more like that it will retain its status of begging and its tummy. But if I chuck it behind the door, I hold that that is not, that's not so much, right? Meaning, and now for him, we don't really, under, we don't need to understand. Um, you would have to change. We, we don't have to have a sliding scale of minamuchan and minamuchan. Rabbi Kiva, it would be more simple. Rabbi Kiva, minamuchan In other words, that's, case, that's the case of hanging on a peg. And ene minamuchan tahar. That's the case of throwing it behind the door. However, right, you're going to ask that Rabbi Kiva here held a split of Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer, Bahadur Rabbi Akiva, Lagabi Rabbi Yeshua. And Rabbi Kiva was Hadar, and he said, you know what, forget about my Shita, I'm actually going to hold like Rabbi Yeshua. And our Mishnah was taught afterwards, okay, meaning that in our Mishnah, again, when the Mishnah, to wrap this all up, when the Mishnah said, he was talking about the Beged part. So again, there's Beged, Kipla, Hivava. There's three separate points in our Mishnah. And then there's two Dinim. Temeya in Madlikin. Tehoira, Madlikin. Rabbi Eliezer holds Temeya, meaning that Matlanius, um, he holds that the Mikule Matlanius, the Hainu, that if you hung it on a peg or you threw it behind the door, that he's going to hold Temeya. And it has nothing to do with lighting candles. Tuma in our mission has nothing to do with lighting candles. Now, that's because that all you did was fold it and you didn't, since you didn't singe it, the beged that you tried to use as a wick, since you did not singe it, it's not going to be able to use a Shabbos. And again, they're two separate dinim. Rabbi Kiva holds Tahira because again, that's talking about Akule Matlanias. That we said Rabbi Kiva was Hadr Baker Rabbi Yeshua, that he holds that if you take this beggar that's less than three by three tvachim and you hang it on a peg or you throw it behind the door, it's going to be tar, it loses its status of a beggar. Uma Likimba, and that again has nothing to do with the Tame Tar thing. That's about Likimba because Rabbi Kiva holds that as long as you folded the beggar to make it into a wick, even if you didn't singe it, that's a good enough prep, good enough wick preparation to be used as a nair for Shabbos. Now the Gemara just wants to know, to add off Mimai, how do we know, right, how do we know that, um, how do we know that the case is Matlonias? How do we know that the case in our Mishnah is talking about Kulei Matlonias? So we're talking about this rag that's less than three by three Tvachim. Amarava Midiktani Psilas Habeged. From the fact that we said Psilas Habeged. My area the Tani Psilas Habeged. Shell if we were ta- if the din of beged was attached again, we're talking about there's three dinim in our Mishnah. There's beged, there's there's a psila shekipla and hivava. So if they were all tied together, like the first mandamar wanted to say, like we said yesterday to explain the Mishnah, then it should have said psila shell beged shekipla belay hivava. Why did it say psilas ha beged? Psilas ha beged tells me my psilas ha beged that dayin beged who that it's telling me a din in regards to beged. 
And therefore, that there's two separate dinim taught in our Mishnah. Number one in regards to Begit, and number two in regards to a din of lighting for Shabbos. Do I have to be Hivava? Yes or no? Any questions? Okay, good. Zak the Mishnah. Lo yikayv adam shefer shalbeitza. So a person should not make a hole in an egg. Vimalena shemen and fill it up with oil. Vietnena alpihaner and put it on top of a uh, you know um, uh, a lamp. Bishvil shetehem menatefes in order that it should drip. Vafilu hishal cheretz even if it is made of cheretz. So what's going on over here? So let's say a person had a lamp, and let's say your lamp held enough oil to burn for six hours, right? But let's say you wanted the light to burn for nine hours. So what would you do? You would take an egg, and, um, you know, an egg that, let's say, the top part was cracked, and you put a little hole in the bottom, and you you would set up a reserve tank, put it on the mouth of the lamp, so that... Right, you fill up before Shabbos. You fill up the lamp, and then you fill up the egg, and you light the candle. Okay, and now the um, egg you set the drip level of the egg equivalent to the burn level of the lamp, more or less. Right, obviously it's going to have to be burned at the same uh, speed or less. It's going to have to drip in at the same speed or less than the candle is burning. Okay, and now what you've done is you've extended the uh, burning capabilities of your lamp. So the Tanakama holds that it's Usr, even if it's Shalcheres. Why? Because we're afraid that you might go ahead and take from this, this eggshell that's filled with oil, you might decide that you need some oil on Shabbos. You might decide you need some oil, and you might take from that oil, okay? And that is going to be a problem of kiboy. If you reduce, if you reduce the available oil in the lamp, that is extinguishing. That's Mechaba. Your Chayv Mishem Mechaba. And even, what is even if it's cheres? If it's cheres, if you have a lamp of cheres, normally, like we're going to see in the next din in the Mishnah, if you have a lamp uh, made out of cheres, it's disgusting. And therefore, you're not going to take oil from there to use for your food, because it's disgusting. Once it's in that disgusting lamp, you're not going to take it. So what we're saying is, here, since the, the, you set up a reserve tank, that, that reserve tank is separate from some, it's, you put it on it, you, you somewhat attached it, but it's not enough of the part of the lamp to say that you're not going to take from the oil from this eggshell because it's not that disgusting. So even if, if the lamp is of cheres, since you have a reserve tank of oil sitting in an egg, which is not that disgusting, therefore the Tanakama holds, you, sh- you may not do this because we're concerned that you will take oil from this Shifa Ferah uh, Shalbeitza, the eggshell. Rabbi Yehuda Mater. Rabbi Yehuda holds, he holds that he's not concerned. Rabbi Yehuda is Mater. If the lamp was manufactured with a reserve tank, then mutter, then it is mutter to light, to use such a lamp for Shabbos. Because it is one keli, and since the reserve tank is attached, okay, and it's attached to a kli, and like we said, it's disgusting to take oil from a lamp, so therefore, since it's the reserve tank is attached, you're not going to take oil from the reserve tank either. And the third din, the, the Gemara is going to explain why we need all three of these. You may not fill a plate of oil and put it next to the lamp. 
and put the, you know, have part of the wick go into this plate, in order that it should draw, so you have the wick go from the lamp and extend into the plate that's sitting next to the lamp, so that it draws oil from, again, this plate is a reserve plate, it's a reserve tank, right? That's what it functions as, so you can get longer um, light out of your nair. Rabbi Yehuda Mata, Rabbi Yehuda holds its mutter. So we have three cases over here, and the mission is going to discuss these three cases. And the difference, case number one, right, case number one, which is Machlekes Tanakama. And Rabbi Yehuda is talking about where you have it sitting on the lamp. Case number two is where the reserve tank is integrated into the lamp, manufactured that way. And case number three is where it's a separate reserve tank. So if it's three chazak to Gemara, I need all three of these cases. If I would have just had the first case, that's where the Rabbanon say it's usher to set up a reserve tank in an eggshell. Since it is not disgusting. You're going to take oil from this reserve tank. But if it was, in fact, a, if it was made out of cheres, if it was made out of pottery, if the reserve tank was made out of pottery, maybe I would say that the Rabbanon will agree to Rabbi Yehuda that it's going to be mutter because you're not going to take out a reserve tank even if it is not, if it wasn't manufactured together with the lamp, but since the lamp itself is made out of cheres and it's disgusting, and the reserve tank is made out of cheres, it would also, you, your mind wouldn't go there. You would just think it's disgusting and you wouldn't take from it. Okay. And if I just had the case of Cheres, where the lamp of Cheres, that's where Rabbi Yehuda says, it's mutter to use from it, because it's disgusting, like we said. But in the case where you used maybe Rabbi Yehuda would hold that it's actually awesome. Maybe you would agree to the Rabbanon. If I learned both of these cases, the reserve tank, either manufactured Manufactured with the kli or using a shemaferishal beitza, bahani kamer Rabbi Yehuda that it's mutter mishum delay mifsuk because it's not detached. Meaning the first case is where you took the egg and you put it onto the kli, so now it's part of the kli. It's not attached with you know it's not glued on, it's not soldered on, but it's still attached. But, you know, it's still part of the kli. It's resting on the kli. But if you took oil and put it in a separate plate, the mifsika, which is totally detached, it's next to the candle, maybe Rabbi Huda would agree to Rabbanan that since it's not even resting on the lamp or part of the lamp, that it's not mias at all. And therefore, maybe Rabbi Huda would agree that it's aser. Vyashminan bahi. If I would have just said the case of the reserve sitting in the plate or a bowl next to the lamp, maybe I would say, Bahi, call me Rabbanon. That's only the only case where the Rabbanon said it's Asr. Bahani, Tarti. But in either of these cases, in other words, obviously the lamp where he said, where the Rabbanon did agree because it was manufactured if the reserve tank was part of the lamp, or more importantly, the Reverish Shal Beitza, Bahani, Tarti, Eimamoy, Yehuda, maybe we'd say, 
that the Rabbana would agree to Rabbi Yehuda that it's going to be mutter tzricha. Therefore, I need all three cases. So again, these three cases have different defining characteristics. That the Shaferet Shalbeitza is a reserve tank, but it's, it's resting on the candle, so it could be somewhat mius. And still there, the Rabbanon will hold its usser because you might still take oil from it. It's not that disgusting. And Rabbi Yehuda holds its mutter. And even where you have a separate kli, totally separate plate sitting next to the candle, and all you did was extend the wick, the Rabbanon, of course, are going to hold that is even more likely that you're going to use from the oil, so it's going to be usser. And even Rabbi Yehuda would hold its mutter because again, since the wick is going into it, it's still somewhat disgusting. So there's levels of disgusting. But if you had a reserve tank that was attached to a kli, that is fine to use if it was manufactured that way. Because according to everybody, it's disgusting. You're not going to take oil from a real lamp on Shabbos to use. And we don't have a problem of kiboy. <coughs> if it was manufactured. If you had a reserve tank that was manufactured as part of the lamp, motor, Tana, that we say, the Tana learned, that if you attached it with plaster or with clay, it's motor. It has to be manufactured. What does it mean, manufactured? That the question here is, what about refurbished? Right? And what we're saying is, if you have a refurbished kli, meaning... If the um, if it wasn't fact if it was not factory installed but it was uh, added on afterwards, that's also fine as long as it was added on in a way that it was like it would have been manufactured with it, meaning that you use sid or charsis. But if you just uh, you know if you jerry rigged it on and it wasn't really reattached well, then we would say it's going to still be usher like the shavafer shalbeitza. Tanya, Amar Rabbi Yehuda Pamachas. Shavtenu, we spent Shabbos Ba'aliyah's base Nitzah Belud in the Ali in the attic of base Nitzah was the name of a person Belud in the city of Lud. So they brought us an egg. Uru maluna shem, and we filled it up with oil. Unik vena, and we put a hole in it. We put it on top of the candle to serve as a reserve tank. were there. They didn't say boo. They didn't say a word to us. Amrulai, right? So we see it must be that it's not Aser. I, our Mishnah said that the Chamam hold it is Aser. So Amrulai, they said, Misham Rai, you can't bring a Rai from that story. Shani based Nitzah, this reason Haim. They were a bunch of Tommy the there. They were his reason, and therefore they wouldn't come to take from the oil of this lamp, but for everybody else, it actually would be Aser. Uh, we have another story, just because we're talking about based Nitzah. Abin Sifura was the name of a person. Gorar, he dragged Salsala a bench, on the floor of marble, in front of So again, we see something that you uh, theoretically could be usher to do. So Amar Le, said, if I'm going to be quiet, I'm not going to say anything, just like when it came to Rabbi Yehuda, right, who, um, you know, did this with the, uh, with the lamp, with the Shefer Shalbetzah, so if I'm quiet about you, I don't make a macha, nafik mine chorba. That we're going to have problems over here because even though you're dragging it on a marble floor, which isn't going to make a charetz, right? The problem is that you can't dig a ditch on Shabbos. So now this guy, he was dragging the bench on a marble floor. So obviously he wouldn't be making a ditch. Still, I must protest. I have to make a macha. Gezerah, at least of the shisha. 
because I, um, I have to make a gzera because if I, if I allow you and I don't protest that you're dragging a bench on a floor of marble, I told you, said the alma, because you might come to drag it on a floor, you know, that's made out of dirt where you actually can make a ditch. Reish kenishta de batzra, the shamish in batzra, gar safsala, he dragged the bench, leilum rabbi before rabbi yirmiyah in front of rabbi yirmiyah so he saw him dragging the bench. So Amar Lehi, Rabbi Rama said to him, Hey, how are you doing this? Come on. Kirif Shimon. Are you doing this like Shittas Rav Shimon? Okay, because there's a machlekes by, in regards to the famous concept in, in Shabbos, the whole Masech we're going to learn, whether it's mutter or Asr, it's going to again be machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon holds, if you, let's say, drag a bench and you make a ditch, but you're not intending to make the ditch, then it's going to be fine. You can do that. Rabbi Yehuda holds it's Asr. So Amrle, Kiman, Kir Shimon, are you doing like Rab Shimon? Amr Dhamma Rab Shimon, when did Rab Shimon say that you are allowed to drag something and unintentionally make a ditch? That's big doilum. That's when it's very, very heavy, delay Afshar, that you can't carry it. But Bikatanim, when it's small and you could just pick it up, Miyamar, Rab Shimon never allowed you to drag something and thereby unintentionally make a ditch. Okay, now Ukliga de Ula. So Rabbi Yerabah held that when Rabbi Shimon said it's mutter to drag a bench, it's only if if there's no other way. If it's a heavy bench and you can't carry it, you can't pick it up and actually carry it, then you can drag it and unintentionally make a ditch. And his, Rabbi Yerabah's um, understanding of Rabbi Shimon argues on Ula. The Omar Ula. Ula says, he learns it exactly the other way. That the machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda is by something small. Meaning where I don't need to drag it, I could carry it, but am I allowed to drag it anyway? Rabbi Shimon would hold yes, Rabbi Yehuda would hold no. No. But if it's something that it's impossible to carry, then everybody would hold its mutter. Okay. So now that's the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Ula on the understanding of the machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. Masiv, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda asks a question. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, adam mita kisei a person may drag a bed, that's a big one, kisei chair, which is a small one, v'safsal on a bench is a big one. So we see, right, kisei v'safsal, uvevachle yiskavin lasas charetz, provided that he does not have intention to dig a ditch, so katani gedolim v'katani katanim, it's a question both according to Rabbi Yirmiyah and Ula. Rabbi Yirmiyah again said Rabbi Shimon only held it was mutter by something that it was Yef Shabin Yenachah, that there was no other way to carry it, which means that a, a chair, which I could carry, it's usher to drag and unintentionally make a ditch. So that's a kasha on him because here it says Kisei. And Ula holds that Ladivrei Akol, that everybody holds that if it's something that's big, a safsal, that, is, that everybody, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that you're allowed to um, di- um, drag it and, and thereby unintentionally dig a ditch because it's EF Shribin There's no other way to do it. And that's going to be Sharon Ula because here we say Rav Shimon Oimer, that it was only Rav Shimon. So we see that it's, it's subject to the Machlekes no matter if it's a chair or a bench. So the Gemara says, Ula Mataritz Latamei, Rabbi Yerim Rabbi Mataritz Latamei. They could both answer this Brisa up. Meaning, Katani Gedele, Katani Katan, I'm sorry, um, Skip the line. Ula matarat sultame, Rabbi Yirmiyah matarat sultame. Ula matarat sultame. Ula gives the answer according to him, meaning that the machlekes is only by something small, but by something big. 
<clears throat> something big, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree you're allowed to drag it. Mita dumya the kise. We're talking about a bed that, in other words, when we said mita kise v'sasal, the kasha was, we assumed we were talking about different size kalim, and that it was a machlekes no matter what size the kalim was. He says, no, we're talking about mita dumya the kise, that it was a bed that, or a bench that was very, very light, and therefore you could have carried it anyways, and therefore, but if it's something that you couldn't carry, Ula's going to maintain that even Rabbi Yehuda would agree. That he's on the on the flip side. Now Rabbi Yerabba said that even if Shimon's going to hold its usher to drag a kise since you could, it's Efshir bin Yenacher since you could just you can just pick it up. You don't need to drag it. So he says that kise is dumya demita. The chair is like the bed is like is like a bed. Meaning we're talking about a very very heavy rebisha chair, okay? And that he could not uh, pick it up. Masiv Rabba, Rabba is going to ask a question and that's mm-hmm. going to be a Tiyufta on Rabbi Rabba. Sus, if a person is selling clothing, he's hawking clothing in the, in, in the marketplace, he can sell it the normal way, meaning you have the guy, the merchant, he's wearing when they want to sell something, right? So he, the guy didn't, he wanted to save on overhead. So what would they do? They would just wear, let's say he was selling suit jackets, he would wear all his jackets. He would wear 20 jackets, okay? Now, Mechim Kedarkon, he could wear them, even though some of those begotten might be shotness, he can still wear it, because he's not wearing it, as long as he does not have intent, that in the summer, because, uh, you know, to protect him from the sun, and in the winter, to protect him from the rain, so he's not wearing these clothings for his own purposes, for, the, for their protective capabilities. He's wearing the clothing just to be able to show it off so that he can sell it. However, Zakdabrisa, Vatsinuin, those that were very makbid, they were tsnua, mafshilin, be makolachrem, they would hang their begotten, their suits and their clothing, their wares that they had to sell, they would hang it on a pole and throw the pole over their shoulders so that they wouldn't have to wear shotness. They could have done it like the Tznuin, meaning there's no reason why we said that that either you're allowed or you're not allowed, even though there's a better way to do it. You could have done it like the Tznuin. That is like in Rav Shimon, the small Kalim, that even though, these are exactly parallel cases. The Rav Shimon, even though small Kisei, we said, right, Yumi Rabba said, the Rav Shimon, would agree with Rabbi Yehuda, and he would say it's usher to drag a small keli, since you could pick it up. It's Efshir ben Yenacher. I we see here it's a case of Efshir ben Yenacher that the Meichrik Sus could have put it on a pole like the Tznuin, and they didn't. We still said it's mutter. And we see that it is allowed. And therefore, it's a, we slug up and we say that. Um, it must be that Rabbi Shimon would argue even by a small keli. I'll send out a uh, the summary if anybody wants to stay on to go over it. I apologize. We'll we'll get we'll cut it down to f- to shorter time. I'm getting a lot of complaints that it's taking too long, so I'm going to cut it down shorter. Okay, you have my commitment. Next next week we're not going to go over. I know. Next week we're not going to go forty minutes over one time. That's my pledge to you guys. Love it. Stick with me, yeah. Respectfully, it's about saying it over well. It's not about the time. I know, but some, pe- some, some people don't agree with you. 
Are you saying there that that he has no excuse then? What are you saying? What I'm saying is trying to fit a Nakamura into 40 minutes is impossible. Yeah. It's also like I'd rather understand it rather than spending more time reviewing it. I'd rather spend 50 minutes or, or an hour doing the whole doff rather than spending 40 minutes not getting it and then having to spend another half an hour to an hour on my own to make sure I hop. Yeah, so I just... We appreciate I, your time regardless. <laughs> so I just sent the notes out um, if you want to review it together. Debbie. But like I said, it's on... You have it. You should have it on WhatsApp. So like Hi, we Debbie. Hi. <laughs> so like I said, Rava Ram Nuna are going to hold, there's three dinim in the Mishnah, and they hold this Tumach Leksim in three dinim. Again, the three dinim are the Tumah of the Beged, Kipla, or it's Beged, Kipla, Hivava. That Rava holds that it's, there's two Leksim. Number one, Machleikis is, if you fold it, it is Mavato the Kli from its Tumah, or not. Rabbi Lazar holds, Kipl ain't a Mile, Levato Kli, that by folding a Beged to make it into a wick, that is not Mavato the Shem Kli. Rabbi Kiva holds, Kipl, is Mavato. By folding it into a wick, it is Mavato the Shame Kli. And there's another Machlekes of if you did not singe it. Rabbi Lazar holds, since you didn't singe it, ain't a delic and therefore you can't use, um, you, you can't use this, it's, it's Tuma, right, Beged Shekipla, that's one Machlekes. And then Hevava is a separate reason, so Beged Shekipla um, is in regards to Tuma. And Hivava is in regards to singeing it. That's in regards to can I use an unsinged beged? Um, can I use an unsinged beged for um, to light my Shabbos candles? And um, and Rabbi Lesser holds no because it's not going to burn nicely. And um, Rabbi Kiva holds yes. All right. Then the next thing is we just we went on to a, we sidetracked there to go into the sugya a little bit of. We went to go sidetrack into the sugya of Noelad, or Yehuda Shita Noelad, that we basically had three machleks uh, um, in regards to Noelad. We talked about the Shivrei Kalim that broke on Yantif, Garine Tamarim, the seeds of a date, meaning even though they um, were there before Yantif, the Shever Kleed obviously broke on Yantif, so it's like a, a new thing on Yantif. The seeds that even though they were there before Yantif, then when you eat the fruit, they get uncovered on Yantif. And Klipea Geizim, that the shells of the nuts, that they got um, Nifran Me'oichel, that they separated from the food on Yantif, that's still going to be considered null according to um, Rabbi Huda, And then we said, I, what about, how could Rabbi Huda hold that you can light a, a, a full kli, right, a, a chair, when you go ahead and light it and it burns a little bit, it now be, has a dinner status of Shivrei Kalim. So we said, that because, like, like we said, like our Masna, that what you do is you mevatel it beroiv, that you add um, firewood that you had cut before Yontif, you add it there, um, and that is how you are able to be metopol in it, deal with uh, lighting it. And then we had the third understanding of, a uh, third shot in how to understand the Machlekes in our Mishnah, that Rav Amnuna said, again, it's two Machlekesim, but it's Beged, okay, is Machlekes number one. That was Machlekes in Kule Matlonius, that a, a rag that is less than Gimel al Gimel, uh, is, is bigger than Gimel al Spice, but less than three by three Tfachim, the Rebbe holds, it's Nechshav Beged Lekabal Tumah, that again, like we said, since you didn't throw it in the garbage, right, even though you didn't put it in a box, that you either hung it on a peg or you threw it behind the door, that it would still be considered, has some sort of use, it would still be considered. Tell me where Kiva holds that since um, you did not put it in a box, it is not considered chashev enough and it loses status of Tumah. And then 
we had a machlekes in the kipla vehivava, right? So the kipla can go either to the begot side or to the hivava side. So kipla vehivava, kipla hafa bishalei hivava. That if you folded it, even if you didn't light it, that's going to be machlekes in regards to halakas neiros. Like Rava learned that according to everybody, if you singed the wick, then it's you can use it to light your Shabbos candles. The question is, if you just folded it, is that enough of uh, considered is it roy enough to use as a wick without singeing it? Rabbi Lazar holds no. Kipple on its own doesn't help. Rabbi Giva holds that kipple on its own would in fact help. And then we discussed the three types of lamps, meaning there are three types of reserve tanks for your lamps. That we said shefer shalbeitza that you shouldn't, you can't put it v'yitem it's not on there, right? We said even though it's disgusting, um, that uh, it's uh, <coughs> it's going to be aser because we're concerned that you're going to take from the uh, the oil that's inside the eggshell. And Rabbi Yehuda held it was mutter. We said that the Chachamim would agree that if you actually, if it was manufactured or refurbished, remanufactured aftermarket that way as a reserve tank onto a lamp, that it would be mutter. And um, we said that uh, the Machlickus was the same also in regards to uh, um, in, re- in regards to a separate plate. Right, that we said it was also machlekes. Ma'aseh Shreb Yehuda, we had a Ma'aseh Shreb Yehuda in Aliyah space Nitza b'Shevifaras, but we said there's no raya from there. We said that there's no raya from there that we pass that we don't pass like the Rabbanon because we said that they were his reason. And then we had the case of the bench in the Alisa in, in the in the floor that was marble. And then we had the machlekes in Rabbi Yirmiyah Rabba and um, Ula in regards to is Rav Shimon, Rabbi Yirmiyah said Rav Shimon was only said as heter that you can drag something is bigadolim that's iaf shabinyan acher, right? That there's no other way. But something like a chair which you could carry, he's going to hold that that Rav Shimon would hold would agree to Rabbi that's aser. And Ula on the flip side said that Rav Shimon held even small chairs and bigadolim. Even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that it's mutter. And we asked the tiyufta on Rabbi Yirmiyah Rabbah.